Hey, 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 happy Friday winners. It's your girl here, Coach Tab Manning, and you are listening to Women Empowered Win Podcast. So it's a Friday night and I decided to do something a little different, something that I never did in season one. I decided that this year I was going to be more intentional about doing podcasts with just myself. Um, Last season um, was my first season and I was really, really nervous about holding down a full episode by myself. I was thinking the listeners may not want to hear me talking the entire time. They're going to want some dialogue. They're going to want another voice apart from mine. But um, this this year, I decided that, you know what, you know, this is a podcast. Um, it's a podcast that's geared toward life coaching, towards giving you tools and resources and materials and just words of encouragement um, for you to live purpose-driven lives, right? And so with me being an empowerment speaker, with me being a writer, and with me being a certified life coach, I should be able to jump on here and hold down a session or an episode on my own. So every episode won't be this way. Of course, I will still have, you know, special guests that I will invite to talk about, you know, various topics and things like that. However, I wanted to kind of take a moment, especially since, um, you know, due to COVID, I have not been able to have face-to-face sessions the way I typically would. So for example, the top of the year, we always have the vision board party and this is the first year in over six years that I am not having my vision board conference and so it really breaks my heart because the vision board conference is really the foundation of what women empowered when is it's it's the um the framework it's what it's how women empowered when was even even came into fruition was through the vision board parties so just to share a bit of background with you on that Um, About six years ago, I started um, a vision board party in my living room with just a group of my friends. Um, I had this idea that I had kind of adopted from um, my church family Um, and just having women come by and, you know, we just kind of fellowship with one another and I um, brought all of the materials and, you know, got some food and stuff like that and said, hey, ladies, just come through. And we're going to set goals for the year and we're going to create these vision boards, which is nothing more than really a a visual accountability tool um, to, you know, keep us on track and keep us focused on the goals that we're setting at the top of the year for our life. And so I said, I want you to come by and we're going to create vision boards and we're going to talk about action plans and we're going to be very intentional. We're going to pray together. We're going to give each other ideas and suggestions and things like that. And so we did this and it was very successful. Um, The first year I did it, I think I had about seven women that came over. And when they came over, um, you know, we laughed and joked and talked. And, you know, every woman that walked into this house um, was carrying some form of baggage or some form of, um, you know, just, just, just weight on their shoulders. And you could tell in the room that we were all going through something, you know. Um, But aren't we always, right? Because that's a part of life. We are always in a stage of transition, um, whether it's good transition or sometimes it's not so good transition. But everyone kind of was dealing with some things in that moment. And 
as we started talking and opening up to one another, you know, some of the women knew each other and some of the women did not. So ladies, you know how it is when women get together, right? You know, in the, in the beginning of it, they're still trying to feel each other out, you know, trying to see, you know, is she cool? Is she not cool? Is she stuck up? Is she down to earth? Is she bougie or whatever the case is? And so once they start to feel one another out and get comfortable, then we start talking and then we start sharing and then we're helping one another because as we're sharing stories, we notice that someone else in the room may have had a similar experience and can share their experience and how they were, how they were able to overcome that obstacle or overcome that challenge. And so it was like three or four hours of us just doing that, right? And as we're doing that, we're also setting our goals. And so once we were done, um, we came together as a group, as a circle, and we prayed together. And, you know, I inquired at that time if there was any special prayers request that was needed. And, you know, there were some women that may have been going through a divorce or trying to start a business or trying to write a book or you know, had just lost a job and was looking for work. And every, like I said, everyone came through and had different situations going on. And so we prayed for those things. We prayed for each other. It was truly a day of women's empowerment. And so I did that and I felt so fulfilled. I felt like, God, like this is what I was supposed to do. Like I felt like my assignment had been completed in that moment. And Um, I decided to turn it into an annual thing. So the vision board party became annual. And over time, we started seeing, you know, hearing success stories about how women were accomplishing the goals that they had set for themselves. And so every year I tried to improve on it, right? And every year it grew. And so as this is happening, and I'm seeing all of these businesses that's being birthed out of this Um, out of these visions that these women, these goals that these women are setting for themselves. And I'm like, wow, I'm just kind of in awe of how God is moving in their lives. And I'm like, man, this is awesome. I'm like, but God, like, what did you call me to do? Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing, right? So um, I struggled with that for a while because I really did not know at that moment what I was supposed to be doing. I was a minister at the time, so I was preaching um, at my church, and um, I knew that I wanted to start this nonprofit to help women, um, especially women who were in transition from substance abuse, so that much I knew. I knew that I wanted to help women, but I didn't know um, how that was going to look. I had no idea what life coaching even was at that time, so life coaching wasn't on the radar. Um, At that time, like I said, I was just preaching, teaching, doing Bible study and and trying to get speaking events. I knew that I wanted to be an empowerment speaker and I knew that I wanted to be an author and write a couple of books. But beyond that, I really had no idea um, or, uh, you know, what what else God had on, you know, in store for me or assigned for me to do. And so as I'm doing these events and, you know, having this woman empowerment, you know, movement going I was like, okay, God, this is all cool. And I see that, you know, you got me helping women and that's all good and all of that. But hey, like, did you forget about me? What what am I supposed to be doing right now? And it was funny because I had um, one of my girlfriends. She was like, you know, you need to, this is it. This is what you're supposed to be doing. She was like, you're, you're doing it. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like, this vision board event. Like, 
you know, you could monetize this or you could, you know, really take this on the road or do this in other places or, you know, you could really, you know, turn this into content. She was like, you can expound on it. It doesn't have to just stay here. And so I had not even really thought about it beyond I'm just having to get together with my friends and kind of entertaining. But as I said, it started to increase. It started to get bigger. And every year I tried to make it better. So I invited a spoken word artist. And then the following year I invited um, a inspirational singer. And, you know, I would create gifts for them. And then I started giving them t-shirts. And then one year I collaborated with another friend of mine. And it got to a point where I could no longer have it in my house. So I had to start um, renting space to do it. And then I was having the events catered because I could no longer cook for that amount of women. And so, you know, as that started happening and as it started to grow, I had to start charging. So I never wanted to charge like a ridiculous amount. Um, I wanted it to always be affordable because, you know, I understand, you know, that sometimes those extracurricular activities are not always in the budget. So it was always on my heart to make sure that whatever I did was going to be affordable so that people could attend and that they could, you know, be blessed by it. So um, as this continued to grow, um, I started to formulate what is now Women Empowered Win. So for those of you who don't know, who may have just started listening to me today, who may have heard of me from Instagram or from Facebook or whatever, um, I am the founder and CEO of Women Empowered Win, um, which is an organization geared towards uplifting, encouraging, and inspiring women to live purpose-driven lives. Um, I, my passion is helping women um, to just live intentional and to you know, identify what their purpose is and to live in that, to be their true authentic selves. And so I feel like when our mind and body and spirit are all in alignment, And, you know, when we have our head right, when we have our mind right, when we know, you know, who we are and whose we are and what we were called to do, um, that combined with when our health is, you know, on point, when we are taking care of our bodies, you know, being mindful of what we're putting in our bodies, being, you know, getting exercise and, you know, not saying that we got to be, you know, super, uh, super healthy, but, you know, making sure that we are taking care of ourselves because our body is a temple and it's a part of who we are. And when our bodies are, you know, when we're healthy and when we're strong and when our mind is strong and most importantly, when our spirit is strong, when we are being, you know, when our spirit is being fed by things that's, you know, lifting us up, lifting our spirits and, empowering us when all of those things are happening for us ladies like we are unstoppable and I honestly truly believe that and so it's my passion to you know provide you with as much insight as much again tools resources whatever I can to help you get there and when I see that happen it just really warms my heart and it makes me feel like I am operating in my purpose um, so that's how we win. That's what we win is. And the vision board is the vision board conferences that started almost six years ago to date is where, um, we win was birthed from. So out of that, like I said, I started doing empowerment speaking. Um, I've written two books and self-published them through Amazon. They are a pocketbook of power and a pocketbook of blessings. And the blessings is B like blessings, but it's lessons with a B in front of it. And so it's a wordplay. 
And so the the um, the vision behind that, A Pocketbook of Blessings, which was my first book, um, is that when you are able to view your lessons as blessings, they become your blessings. And so we all go through challenges and obstacles in life. Um, but I think that when we're able to see them as learning experiences, um, more so than failures and bad decisions and things like that, then whatever we are able to learn from it, it becomes a blessing to us and that becomes our blessing. So those books are available for purchase on my website if you're interested in purchasing. Um, And even if you're not, please feel free to visit my website so that you can see um, some of the things that WeWin has done within our community. Um, My website is uh, www, of course, (laughs) womenempoweredwin.com. And so on that website, you can see the um, apparel line that I recently started um, because I do have apparel for the empowered women. Um, And it's right now it's mostly sweatshirts and crops, um, crop hoodies. um, And there's more to come. But it's uh, they all have empowerment slogans, empowerment pieces. I have a queen collection. And like I said, that's still a work in progress because I just did a soft launch maybe a couple of weeks ago. So you can visit our online store for that. You can purchase the books um, on the uh, website as well. Um, Additionally, I'm also a damsel, um, damsel in defense. So I empower women. Um, I educate. uh, Let me let me say this again. It's been a while. Um, I I impact educate and something else Um, it's gotten away from me because it has been a while but I am a damsel in defense and I go and speak to women about situational awareness and personal safety and I also sell personal safety tools so I sell um, stun devices I sell pepper sprays I sell coubatons I sell I sell products um, for you know auto safety as well, um, but ultimately the goal is not to just sell you products, but to teach you about situational awareness and how to protect yourself if you are ever attacked. Um, what else can you see on our website? So you can see our damsel in defense page. You can see our We Win Apparel page. You can see the We Win Bookstore, and you can also see again the events that I've done in the past. So you can see the vision board events that I've done or our yoga prayer and meditation um, event that I've done so um, for the past two years um, we didn't do it this year of course because of COVID but I started this initiative where um, I partnered with a great friend of mine who's a yoga instructor and we did events with um, yoga and meditation and then we had round circle table discussions about you know just whatever women are dealing with and, you know, there were these candid, transparent conversations for women to just kind of let their hair down and for us to get things off our chest and for us to, of course, uplift, encourage and inspire each other. So that's just a quick intro into We Win, who we are, what we do. Um, and I would just highly um, encourage you to please, please, please um, follow us, like us on social media, on Instagram, I'm we underscore win underscore LLC. On Facebook, I'm we win LLC. And um, of course, my website, which is Women Empowered Win. And that is the landing site for everything that I'm working on. So 
I'm always available for speaking engagements. Um, I'm available to do podcast um, interviews. And if you're interested in being on this podcast, please feel free to reach out and contact me. I'm always looking to spotlight women who are doing great things, whether they're entrepreneurs, whether they're healers, whether they are in corporate America, whatever it is that you do, whatever your gift or talent is, if you want to share it, if you want people to know about it, please feel free to contact and reach out to me. I would love to have you on the show so we can just kind of have some girl talk and we can figure out how to empower our listeners. Okay, so I've already been talking for 16 minutes. Doesn't seem like it's been that long, but if you know me, if you know anything about me, you will know that I love to talk. So I don't know why I was even concerned about holding down a full episode because I definitely do not run out of things to talk about. What I'm concerned about is, are you going to stay in tune with me for 30 to 35 minutes? Because I'm not going to keep you on here for an hour. I promise not to keep you on here for an hour. But with it being the top of the year, and with me not having an actual vision board party, I decided to jump on here really quickly and talk to you about setting goals, being intentional, being consistent, um, pivoting if necessary, getting rid of procrastination out of your life so that you can accomplish your goals for 2021. The goal, I mean, sorry, the phrase for 2021 is let's get it done. Let's get it done in 2021. I know personally, and I'm completely good with sharing and being transparent, that I sometimes struggle to get things done. Um, I'm looking back and just kind of reflecting on some goals that I set for myself last year. And I put them into three categories, health, wealth, and wellness. I'm sorry, health, wealth, and happiness. And so in my health category, I did pretty good. Um, I, I had yoga, exercise, eliminating certain foods from my diet, going to the gym, um, working on getting some dental work done, walking, and eating better. And so I probably did about four out of five of those things. Um, when the pandemic hit and we were forced to stay home, um, I was I was determined to not get the quarantine 15. So I took advantage of us working from home and I started walking every day from about three to five miles a day. And once I started walking, I slowly turned it into jogging and then jogging turned into running. So trust me, I'm not out there um, being Jackie Joyner Kersey or anything, but, you know, it was important to me to kind of get, you know, some fitness in there because I did not want to just sit home, get stuck on the couch and gain 15 to 20 more pounds. Um, with that, I also decided to kind of change my diet and my eating habits recommended by my doctor after I had um, a procedure called UFE. I talked about that last year in season one. Um, my doctor really wanted me to make some lifestyle changes so that my fibroids did not return or grow. So I, I pretty much, you know, knocked it out the park with my health goals. I did really well in that area. Um, as far as my happiness goals was concerned, um, I had things when they're like meditate daily and journal more consistently, finding a therapist, finding a mentor and a coach, traveling a little bit more and reading more. And so I got to most of those things. Um, I'm still... Not, um, I don't have a consistent therapist yet, but I am still seeking one out. Um, I did find a mentor last year. She's absolutely amazing. And I did find a coach. Um, I, do, I am still looking for other coaches for other areas of my life. 
Um, but my both my coach and my mentor have been a great help to me. I would highly encourage you to, um, especially if you're like, you know, uh, whether it's a career coach, whether it's an entrepreneur coach, or whether it's just a transitional life coach. I'm a life coach. If you're looking for a life coach, more than happy to be your coach. But, you know, there are different coaches out there who have an expertise in, in different areas. And I feel like with anything else, um, they, they can be helpful, um, as well as therapists can be helpful. Um, and mentors, you know, a lot of times, you know, we want to try to attach ourselves or not attach. That's a bad word. We want to connect with people that are already where we're trying to go. Right. Because sometimes we're out here navigating and we're afraid to ask for help and we're afraid to, you know, our ego or our pride prevents us from connecting with people who can really help us on this journey. It's my belief that that's kind of the purpose of why God created each other. He didn't create us to, you know, go through this life alone. And there's going to be certain periods within our life that we're going to have to lean on other people, lean in on other people and connect with other people. Um, and so don't be afraid to do that. You know, if you're on your job and, you know, you guys have mentorship programs, um, you know, find find yourself a mentor, someone who's already doing something that you're interested in. They can tell you about it and you can, you know, figure out if that's something that you're interested in learning more about. Um, same thing with the coach. I feel like, you know, when you think about the game of life, like, or when you think about, uh, you know, sports like basketball or football, you know, the player is the one that's actually out there, you know, scoring and, and, and doing the work and putting the work in to be successful and to win the game. But it's the coach that's helping that player with the strategy. It's the coach that has the vision that can see the entire field or the floor and can see things that the player may not always be able to see. And so they help them to navigate through things. They help to, um, you know, help them develop and they help them to grow and they help them to become better players and to be successful. That's the job of a life coach. Um, A life coach, you know, does not do the work for you. You're still required to do your own work. They're just simply there to, you know, be your accountability partner, to help you set goals, to help you develop and to help you achieve the success that you already can get to. They're just there to kind of give you that extra push along the way. So. Yes. So my happiness goals, I did well with for 2020. My health goals, I did well with for 2020. So here's my transparent moment. I am terrible when it comes to budgeting and finances and money and that type of thing. That's an area that I am weak in. That's an area that I need help in. That's an area that I struggle in. And so the goals that I set for myself, even in 2020, I did not do well with those goals. I did not do well with with creating a budget and sticking to it. I did not do well with savings or financial planning. Um, I did start some investing, so I'm proud of myself for that. Um, But there's several areas that I'm still having um, some struggles with. So what do you think I'm going to do about that? This year, I'm going to connect with some people who are strong in that area so that they can help me because I understand that it's an area that I struggle to manage on my own and I understand that if I want to be a successful businesswoman that I'm going to have to get my finances in order right because if I can't manage a little God's definitely not going to promote me to the next level to allow me to handle a lot and if I struggle to handle a little I'm going to struggle even more to handle the lot so it's time for me to get you know 
that extra assistance that I need so that I can, you know, be great in that area as well. So that's one of the things that will be on my goal, on my goals, I'm sorry, for 2021. It's definitely strengthening my wealth, my areas of wealth. Um, So as we're talking about that, and as we're talking about goals, it's the perfect segue for me to get into setting goals for 2021. And so understand this. um, It's my belief that when we're setting goals for our lives, that we are making sure that those goals are in alignment with the overall vision that we have for ourselves, for our lives. And so when I've had life coaching clients, I had them do an exercise where I had them, and it sounds pretty, um, I guess, what's the word that I'm looking for? It, It might sound pretty dark, but I had them do an exercise where they had a tombstone and I invited them to write on their tombstone what they would have wanted to accomplish within their lifetime, almost as if they were writing their own obituary. And so I said, I want you to think about after you're gone, what legacy did you want to leave behind? What do you want to be remembered for? Um, What is it that was important to you? And write those things down. And so once they wrote them down, they really had to think about it. This exercise was not something they could just, you know, jot down in, you know, within a few minutes. It was an exercise they had to, they had some time to kind of think it over and figure it out. And so once they came back and went through, you know, the things that they wanted to accomplish, I said, okay, well, now this is our starting point for you creating the vision that you have for your life. And once you have that vision established or identified, then everything that you do should be intentional and should be somehow connected to that vision. Whether it's a short-term goal, mid-term, or long-term, it should somehow be connected to that overall vision for your life. So I want you to think about that as you are creating goals for yourself. I had listened to um, a sermon that Bishop T.D. Jakes talked about last year. Um, back in, I think it was 2019 or 2020, but he talked about a dedication to destiny. That was the title of his sermon. And he talked about planning for the decade. He said, do you only plan for the moment or do you plan for 10 years at a time? And he talked about our decision-making. He said, you know, we have to stop making decisions that just fit our now. We have to make decisions that's going to fit our future. And I found that so insightful because Oftentimes, we are only thinking about the moment and right now. I'm really um, intrigued and um, inspired when I see people. And I, and I notice that millennials, especially, um, when they have these goals and these plans, like they're already planning for retirement. They already have nest eggs put away for their children's college funds at 28, 29 years old. Because I'll be honest with you, when I was 28, 29 years old, I was just trying to keep a roof over my head, food on the table, and clothes on my children's back. So I wasn't in a financial position to really think that far ahead. But we have to have that mindset. We can't just think about right here and right now. When we think of how we're setting goals, the goals that we're setting for today should be, you know, both short-term, mid-term, and long-term. 
And another thing that he talked about was, you know, does our, our condition dictate our character? So do you allow the temporary circumstances that you have in your life right now to change who you are as a person? That is so important because we have to understand that as we're setting goals that's going to be in alignment with the overall vision for our life, with the overall things that we wish to accomplish in, in this lifetime, that there are going to be times when there are going to be circumstances, obstacles, challenges, you know, valleys that we're going to find ourselves in. And we can't fold when those things happen. We have to stand firm on, I'm sticking to the plan. I'm sticking to the goal. I'm not going to allow this to change up who I am and what I'm doing. So you have to ask yourself that. And so the last thing that he talked about, well, no, it was kind of two things. But one of the things that he talked about was, what is it that you need to be more dedicated to win? Um, So that's a question that you should ask yourself as well. You know, what is it going to take you to be dedicated to your dream? Because if you are, you know, if you are passionate, if this is something that keeps you up at night, if this is something that you know, okay, I'm called to do this, this is what I want for my life, this is what I want for myself, then what is it that you need to be dedicated to it? Because you're going to have to remember that in those times that it's challenging, in those times that you don't feel like it, in those times where... Like one of my pastors used to say, you don't feel like it, but sometimes you got to get up and go and let your feelings catch up to you later. It's not always going to be, um, you're not always going to be motivated to make these things happen. So it's in those moments that you have to remember why you're doing it and figuring out what is it that you need to be dedicated to making this happen for yourself. So the last question that he asked that I thought was very interesting was, what is it what what is your dream that you have that you have not fully committed to and why i had a conversation earlier today with some friends of mine and we were talking about purpose and we were talking about you know understanding your purpose and you know you know we get to this point in our lives where we're wondering well what are we here for right you know after we've gotten settled in into our lives into raising our children and you know creating our families or or not or you know just you know established our careers and you know, so now we're settled and we're good. And, and those are not areas that are really um, that urgent for us because we've, you know, solidified those things. But once those things have been solidified, they're no longer our point of focus. Then it's like, OK, but what am I here for? Because I know I'm here for a, a bigger reason than that. And so as we get into that, um, we then get to a point where it's like, OK, now what? I'm trying to figure out what is it that I want to do. I don't know what I need to do. And it's in that time that we have to stop and sit back and reflect and really spend that time on, you know, with God and spend that time with ourselves and self-reflecting, writing things down that we may be good at, things that we're passionate about, things that we enjoy doing, um, things that come effortless, you know, effortlessly to us. And that's where we typically may begin to find our purpose and to find our passion. Um, And then doing that exercise that I mentioned earlier, like at the end of it all, at the end of this life, what will you want people to say about you? And that may be the perfect place to start figuring out what your passion and purpose is. And once you figure that out and once you commit to it, now it's time to start setting those goals to work towards getting it done. And in getting it done, understanding that there will be times that it's going to be difficult. 
There's going to be times when you're going to want to throw in the towel. There's going to be times when you're not motivated to do it. But it's in those times that you have to remind yourself why this is important to you and why you started it in the first place. So that's that part. So we're at 30 minutes. I think I'll be able to wrap this up in about 15 minutes. So not going to keep you for an hour, but I'm going to keep you for about maybe 15 more minutes and then we'll be done. So one thing that I want to say in regards to purpose and um, setting goals that are in alignment with your purpose is that when you're starting to set goals for yourself, especially now with the top of the year, you should have maybe already done that. But if you haven't started, it's not too late. And don't feel like, well, it's already almost February and I didn't, I'm, I'm off track or I haven't started yet. Or it doesn't matter where you are and it doesn't matter where you start. Um, day one is day one. So day one is better than one day. So let tomorrow be that day. Let Monday be that day that you say, I'm going to start this and I'm going to stick to it. But here are four questions and I hope that you guys are writing it down. I'm going to say it kind of slow that I want you to consider when you're setting goals for 2021. Number one is what is my goal? What is your goal? What's what's the goal? And again, I want you to look at this and you can look at this as a quarterly goal a goal for the quarter or a goal for the next six months or a goal. It doesn't necessarily have to be a goal forever. But remember what I said about the conversation that T.D. Jakes talked about is that we have to be looking uh, where we're trying to get to within 10 years. Start looking at your life within 10 years. So what goal can you set today that's going to help you get to, um, you know, towards the, the next step in your 10 year goal? It could be, I'm going to save some money. Well, how much money do you want to save uh, every month to get to a number that you want to save per year? Because in five years, it'll be up to this. And But you're going to start with a monthly goal, right? But it's, of course, it's adding up to, I want to make sure that I have this amount of money by this amount of time. So what's my goal? Secondly, when do I want to achieve this goal? Timelines are important. Setting deadlines are important. You want to know why? Because if you set a time frame for yourself to get it done, you're more than likely to stick to it. Um, It's a sense of accomplishment when you meet that deadline. Um, If you don't set a timeline, if you don't set a time for it, then it's not going to be something that's urgent or something that's important to you and you'll continue putting it off. So when do you want, when do I want to achieve this goal? Set a deadline that you want this goal to be achieved by. Why is this goal important to me right now? So many times we are able to uh, discard goals because they really don't have an importance to us, right? If it's important to you, identify why it's important to you. Why do you want to achieve this goal? Why do you want to make this happen? Why does this mean so much to you? You know, I had to ask myself that about this business because trust me, I've been doing this now for, you know, a couple of years and, you know, it doesn't always go the way I want it to go. And so I have to ask myself, do you really want to do this? And then I say, well, yeah, I really do want to do this. Why? Why? Because I know what the feeling that I get on the inside when someone hears my podcast or someone reads my book or I speak to an audience 
and they say, this really helped me. This really changed my life. This really made a difference for me. And that feeling that I get when I hear that, like I said, it just does something to the inside of me. Um, It makes me think about my mom who I lost when I was 13 years old. Um, It makes me think about, you know, some mistakes or missteps that I made in my life. And now I've, you know, helped this person to maybe avoid that or learn from that. And to me, that is something that, you know, is gratifying to me. So, and it's important to me. So that's my why. That's why this goal is important. That's why this podcast is important. It's important to me to make a difference and to leave an impact. When I'm gone from here, I want people to say that I left a positive impact. When people um, interact with me, I hope that I leave them with an impression of, man, she really had great energy. She really had, you know, positive energy. She was, you know, I really enjoyed that, you know, my, um, my communication with her. Those are the types of things that are important to me. And so the last question, so we said, what's my goal? When do I want to achieve this goal? Why is this goal important now? And the last question is, how can I achieve this goal? You got to have a plan. You got to have a plan. And if you don't have a plan, then you're never, then that goal is just a wish, right? If you don't have a plan to execute, then the goal will never happen. And it's okay if you don't know every step of the plan. It's okay if you don't know how you're going to achieve this goal. That's why it's important to get a life coach. That's why it's important to connect with people who are where you're trying to get to. That's why it's important to do the research and to put the work in so that you can figure out how to get the goal achieved. Um, Don't be afraid to say, I don't know how I'm going to get this goal done. But don't allow your pride and your ego to stop you from figuring out how to get this goal achieved. So I want you to consider those four questions as you're setting up your goals for the 2021 year. And I want you to think of this acronym. Choose SMART goals. So what are SMART goals? SMART goals are kind of along the lines of the things that we just talked about. SMART goals are the S, which stands for specific. You want to make sure that your goals are specific. You want to make sure that your goals are M, measurable. You want to make sure that your goals are achievable. You want to make sure that your goals are relevant and you want to make sure that your goals are time sensitive. So let's dive into that a little bit. Let's dive into the SMART goals so that we can have a better understanding because I want to make sure that when you are setting your SMART goals, that you know exactly what you're dealing with. So SMART goal setting is pretty much where we are going to critique and analyze our best intentions so that we can become more effective and that we can really start making progress towards the things that we're trying to accomplish. So being specific means that we have to first ask ourselves the questions about the visions that we have for ourselves. The what, the how, and the why. All of us start out at the beginning with at least one of these known, right? But we might not have all of them. We might know what we want to do, but we might not know how to do it, like I just said, or even why we want to do it. We might know why we want to do something, but we might not know what to do about it or even how to. Or maybe we might know how to do it, but we don't know the what, what company, where we want to do it and and what entity we want to do it. So this helps us to really, you know, 
zone in and hone in on setting really specific goals. Uh, A lot of times we get trapped into kind of just doing something just for the sake of doing it, right? Just to keep ourselves busy. But if we don't have a why, then we're going to lack the motivation. And if we don't have a how, then we're going to lack momentum. And if we don't have a what, then we're going to lack direction. So think about those things when you're setting specific goals and measurable. Once we know why we're pursuing it and what we're pursuing and how we're doing it, we're going to need to know how to measure that goal and our progress towards meeting that goal. So we can only really measure a goal that we see examples of our impact that's taking effect. So what does that mean? Well, when we're determining the measurability of a goal, we have to ask the following. Again, and I said this earlier, short-term, medium, and long-terms. So what milestones are we aiming for along the way? Like I gave the example of saving money. Well, in 10 years, I wanna have this amount of money. So that breaks down to this amount of money a month, this amount of money per year, this amount of money over the 10-year course. And how will you know when you get there? How are you going to know when you make progress or make a difference? So setting those milestones along the way is going to help you to measure your goals. Now, achievable. We want to make sure that our goals are realistically achievable, right? So we might say, hey, I want to end world poverty. But can you really end world poverty? I mean, we could do what we can to help, but overall... It doesn't matter how much we do. I don't think we would ever actually be able to end rural poverty. But you can figure out, okay, you want to help contribute, you know, to, you know, um, putting a dent in this problem, you know. Um, So you have to make sure that your goals are going to be practical and pragmatic. So um, you want to make sure that while you might not be able to end it, Maybe you can join a charity or a political party or an organization that, you know, tackles this particular um, issue within your community. Um, if you are, if you set a goal that's unachievable and you spend all of the years trying to pursue it, then you're going to be less open to pursuing more achievable goals because you're going to assume that because you have quote unquote failed at it, that this is going to be your experience for all of your goals. So make sure that when you're setting goals that, you know, of course you want to challenge yourself, but just kind of make sure that they're practical and that they're pragmatic. And we're almost getting to the end. Results focused. So results focused goals are dependent upon their relevance to you. Only you can decide whether or not you're striving What you're striving for really matters to you and also is in alignment. I can't emphasize this enough. It's in alignment with the other goals that you are pursuing. So you have to make sure that you have a results-focused mindset when you're measuring your progress. So, you know, example is you might need to, you know, acquire new skills along the way, perhaps get new resources, produce different plans to accomplish those goals. And it's so easy to get caught up in the details and then suddenly you start to transform these skills and, you know, these resources that you've learned along the way as your goal. But really, it's just a sub goal that was necessary to comp- to accomplish your, your overall or your priority goal. 
So make sure that you are setting objective outcomes um, and make sure like for for example, and I use this, um, I, I they use this term when I was in my life coaching training, right? If you're a client or if you wanted to become a graphic designer and you know that you have to study graphic design to learn how to use certain programs and tools, if you measure your goal by the number of activities that you're doing, like the stuff that you're learning, then you might feel like you're being productive, but you're not going to feel like you're being productive for long because these tools and things can you can learn forever, but never really get closer to your end goal. So you would have to measure your outcome like producing a certain amount of uh, art for the portfolio and seeing that completed as a piece of your outcome, but not just learning the actual um, activities or applications because that's not accomplishing the goal. That's just the work that's going into the goal. And if you use all of the things that you learned as measurable outcomes, then it's not going to really help you get closer to the goal. I learned this, but then I used what I learned and applied it to this. And now that I've applied it to this, that is a measurable outcome of my goal. I hope that made sense. And last but not least, time bound. Timing, timing, timing. So time is money. And the last thing that we should do is waste it or treat it lightly. I say this all the time. You can get everything back but time. Once you lose time, it's never coming back to you. So making sure that you're staying accountable, which is why the vision boards are so important and so helpful. Because when you have that vision board staring at you in the face every single day, reminding you of the goals that you have set for yourself, it's more likely to help you to stay committed to those goals and to meeting those deadlines. Be flexible and be realistic because if you apply too much pressure, then you might jeopardize your productivity. But you want to make sure that, again, you are cognizant of your time. Um, the time that you have, you know, um, the timelines that you have set for yourself and that your life coach has set for you. And that, you know, you have an accountability partner to keep you accountable to those things to make sure that you're staying on track because time can get away from you. And like I said, time is money. Treat it as money. If you don't want to waste your money, don't waste your time because you can get money back, but you cannot get time back. And so that is what smart goal setting is. Um, I hope that this podcast helps you um, in setting your goals, um, in understanding your vision, and seeing the importance of how it all ties in together with your dedication to your destiny that we talked about in the beginning from the T.D. Jakes sermon. Um, Again, my name is Tabitha Manning, and I am a certified life coach. Um, I specialize in transitional life coaching as well as goal setting, of course. And so if you are searching for a life coach, please feel free to visit my website um, because you can sign up. We can do a consultation. Consultations are free um, to determine whether or not it would be a good fit for me to um, help you in you know, coaching you to whatever goals or whatever it is that you're trying to get accomplished in your life. Um, I hope that you all, um, again, learn something from this, take something away from it. Please feel free to share it, like it. Please follow and subscribe to this podcast. Um, Again, our goal here at Women Empowered Win is simply that, to empower you to be your best self. 
So I thank you for your time this evening. Um, I hope that you all had a wonderful week and I will talk to you soon. Remember, when we know better, we do better. And when we do better, we are winning. Have a great week, guys.